0: Hi, I'm Dominic Insinius, Leader of the Heart. I want to welcome you to the Heart Podcast. Thank you for letting us be a small part in your journey of faith. I hope this message today encourages you and strengthens you. Big things can happen when we expect God to move, so I pray today that God would speak to you through this message. All right, y'all, I am so grateful that you're here today. Uh, Like Crystal said, we are starting a new message series today. Uh, and it is uh, called God eras I am not a Swifty but I'm not not a Swifty okay so even Taylor's bug caught us a little bit um, we uh, we want to explore a new idea and and, and and coming up with this particular idea or this series has been kind of this this uh, this thing that has been um, kind of infecting us as a leadership team and as a community, and it's this thing called momentum. I don't know how y'all do your new year, uh, if you do resolutions, or, or, or if some of you pick a word for the year and kind of filter your year through that word, or however you like to start fresh each year, however you're doing that. Um, one of the things we like to do at the heart is to, is to kind of come around a word, pick a word, and that kind of informs our decisions for the year, or uh, lets us have a, a lens that we look through for the rest of the year. And that word for this year is momentum. And what I love about momentum is you can ride momentum, but you got to be intentional about it. You can recognize momentum. And even sometimes, if everyone's on board, you can create a little momentum. And I, I really see this year as a year of momentum for us as a community, for us in our, uh, in, in our faith. And I, I just want to be here for that. And I want to invite you to be here for that. It's a little preaching in the choir because you are here for it currently. But when it comes to momentum, that's something that you get to be a part of. Right? There's, a, there's a lot of things that I can do, let's say, as the leader of the church, and, and, and I'm happy to do it. And there's some things that our leadership team can, can do as we lead the, uh, the community, lead the organization, and we're willing to do those things. But when it comes to momentum, that is where you have an opportunity to be a part of what God is doing here. It, there, there, there's something special about bringing someone along with you, right, or, or bringing the heart with you to wherever you go. So that's uh, that's something that's going to be really driving us this year. So you'll you'll probably hear that quite a bit uh, when it comes to vision that we share for what we're doing and what we're trying to do. Now, this this idea today of looking at the, some of the different eras of God, it got me thinking about kind of my own eras, right? What are some different phases of life that I have gone through? And I'm not talking about just when we're young and then when we're not so young and now we're old, or not all of us, some of us. I'm talking about the different phases of our life where we change something about how we acted or decided to be this kind of person. You you decide to be a person who's not going to be late anymore. Excuse me. Whatever kind of eras that you have had. And in this particular era, I want to look at with God is when God chose to be with us. And I want to talk about why that is significant, why that matters. Why does it matter that God chose to be with us? It's easy for me to think about the people in my life who choose to be with me who choose to when I when I'm going through a difficult time or even when I have something to celebrate there's certain people in my life that will show up that will be with me during that time and it means the world it means everything right there you, you, you ever you ever felt like you were when you're going through something something difficult or whatever happens to be and You felt so alone. You felt like you were the only one with that problem. You feel like that today. You feel like whatever you're going through, you're the only one with that problem. Everyone else has their act together. You're the only one who's not crushing 2024, right? And it's when somebody comes alongside you, chooses to be with you in that moment, in that struggle, in that difficulty. And maybe it doesn't make the difficulty go away, right? Maybe it doesn't make the struggle go away. Everything is still difficult. Everything is still a struggle. But now you're not alone. And so someone being with you in that matters. If you don't know this about me, it's hard for you to not know it if you've been here for more than a couple of minutes. But I am extremely emotional, all on the sleeves. All of my emotions. Some people can compartmentalize, right? Some people can say, okay, well, I don't have time to worry about that right now. Is anybody like that? Anybody can, like, you just put it aside and say, I don't have time to worry about that today. A few people. Excuse me. Uh, That is a skill that I wish I – that is a superpower as far as I'm concerned. I would love to be able to say, okay, I don't have the energy – the mental energy to worry about this today, so I'm not going to. I'm the opposite. I'm like, I'm going to worry about this all day. Watch me. I, is anybody going to double-dog dare me to worry about this all day? <laughs> and some days it's easier than others, right? Some days it's more difficult than others. So in those times, for me, and I'm not saying you're like me. I hope you're not in that sense. Sometimes for me, when I'm going through something like that or I have a lot on my mind or a lot I'm worrying about or thinking about, it matters when someone is there with me in it. And so, like I said, I want, I, I want to discuss with you for a bit, why does it matter? Because we can see how that matters, right? We, we, can, we can wrap our heads around it, even if, you're, you know, even if you're an introvert and you don't like being around people. You can probably understand how it matters that we're around someone. I don't want to trigger you, but a few years ago when we went through the pandemic and COVID, and now COVID's gone forever, we don't have to deal with it anymore, thankfully. Just kidding. When we were all stuck at home, anybody remember that? You were stuck at home? Nope. This guy gets feedback, finally. That's okay if you don't remember. Some of us were, and there was something about being stuck at home that I absolutely hated, and I'm not alone in that. I know a lot of pe- that a lot of people hated. I know a lot. Of, there were some people who it was they were living their dream. I don't have to deal with people. I get to just be at my house all the time. Sounds great. But on some level, no matter where you were on the spectrum from introvert to extrovert. On some level, there was a part of us that missed being around people, being around our friends, being around others. It matters when someone is with us. So I want to read a verse today, Um, and it might seem out of place, but I'm going to tell you why it's not. This particular verse, you might think, Dom, you're a couple weeks late for for this verse, but I promise you, I'm not. I just realized I was unintentionally dabbing for that cough. Amen. Remember that? <laughs> <laughs> just a current reference for you. <clears throat> I want to look at Matthew chapter 1, verse 23, way in the beginning of the New Testament. And you don't need to know, you don't need to be a Bible scholar for this, I'm just, and I'm not either, but I want to kind of walk through this a little bit. Matthew 1, verse 23. And I'm going to be reading out of the New Living, nope, the Passion Translation. Okay, watch this. I'm going to read just before. I'm going to start at verse 21, and then we'll pick up in 23 here, okay? Watch this. She will give birth to a son, and you're to name him Savior. For he is destined to give his life to save his people from their sins. This happened so that what the Lord spoke through his prophet would come true. And this is through the prophet Isaiah. So this is referencing the prophet Isaiah, okay? Listen, a virgin will be pregnant. She will give birth to a son, and he will be known as Emmanuel, which means in Hebrew, God became pregnant. One of us, or as you might have heard, another translation says, "God with us." Why does it matter that God chose to be with us? Why does that matter? How does that change our faith? Does it? Does it matter that God chose to be a part of humanity? I think it does. I think it really, really does. Because for ages and ages and ages before this, God was still there for his people. God was still worshiped. God was still doing miracles. God was getting Jonah out of the whale, if you know that story. It's okay if you don't. God was doing amazing things. God freed his people from Slavery back in Egypt, God did a lot of things. So it's not like God just showed up to the party, but it was significant because he showed up to humanity. He chose to be with us, and that matters because when he became God with us, there's something about being with someone when you're around someone you start to understand a little bit about them, right? It's easy to judge people from afar, right? If you don't know people really well, let's say you don't know someone at all and you're watching them walk through HEB and they're yelling at their kid or being a little too harsh with their kid and... You make some judgment calls, right? You make some judgments, or I do. Maybe you don't. <laughs> I love judging people, and I'm good at it too. You know what I mean? Or maybe you're driving, you know, you're in traffic. Somebody makes some terrible move, and you're like, well, this person is obviously a complete moron, and I don't know how they're living their life, right? You make a judgment, and I don't know if you do that, but maybe to some level of that, but it's hard, harder, harder to make those kinds of judgments when you're with someone and you're hearing where they're coming from, right? When you're hearing what's going on in their life, you start to understand a little bit of, well, I, I can see why you have a hard time communicating with your your kid, or, or or I can see why you have a little bit of anxiety that you deal with, or or I can see why it's hard for you to be. On time, or I I can see why some of these things show up in your life because I'm here in it, I'm with you. I get where you're coming from. Now I'm not a stranger. Now I'm not from way over here who's just kind of watching you live your life. Now I'm in it and I'm here and I'm with you. What I think, and this is just an opinion, this is not a fact, what I think is that God looking down at us looking at us, because God was always loving us, right? God being with us didn't change how he loved us, but it changed, it changes our perception of where God is and how connected he is to us. It's hard to feel disconnected with someone who is with you. It's easy to feel disconnected when they're way far off, or easier, I should say. Because this wasn't God's first era, right? Being with us wasn't his first era. God was doing things. He was making moves. But it changes, it changes how we perceive God. And I think maybe, maybe, this is just an opinion, maybe it changed how God perceived us. Because when he chose to show up in the form of Jesus, And live a life, have a job, you know, take vacation, stub your toe, you know what I mean? Just whatever life goes through, stub your toe, you get it. Jesus lived a life. He had friends, he had family, he had problems, he had struggles. Why does that matter? Why does it matter that Jesus was human? Maybe you've thought about it and maybe you have the answer, but maybe you haven't thought about it. Maybe you haven't thought about it and why it matters. Because for 2,000 years, we know the story. We, we know what happened. A baby was born. That baby was Jesus. We celebrated every December 25th. Then he lived a life. And at the end, his life was taken. And that paid for the sins of mankind, right? The sins of humanity. That is how the story goes. But why? Why does it matter that he lived? Why does it matter that he was here? It was a short 33 years. That was God's era of being with us. 33 years. And it's significant because God came down and he chose to be with us and he chose to understand us. Here, I, and I, I wrote this down. God showing up in humanity connected us to him like no other God has done before or since. It's something unique about Christianity. Most gods, not, I'm not saying I know every religion because I don't. Most gods are too good to be around you. Most gods can't be close to you or next to you. Because they're, you're beneath those gods. They're not going to make sacrifices for you. No way. It's the other way around. You make sacrifices for them. You want it to rain. You want the sun to come. You want the weather to clear up. You want your crops to grow. You want to be healthy. You want your family to grow. You better make some sacrifices and pray to these gods so they'll do your bidding, right? But that's not how it works, It's not how it works with Christianity. It's not how it works with God. God reaches out to us to connect. You see the significance. You see the difference. God wants to connect with us. God wanted to be with us, and so he did. He did come down to be with us. One more thing I wrote down for you is being with us wasn't God's first era. That's true. But that's what sets him apart from other gods and other faiths, because he chose to be with us. So, what does that mean for you? What does that mean for you in your life, right? What does that mean for you in your faith? It's it, it's one thing maybe to know this, and it, it may maybe an, another cool thing to to understand it or really grasp it. But what, what do you what do you do with this? Where do you take where do you take this? I I, I think it I think it empowers us. And it challenges, I talk a lot about the empowering faith that God has given us. I really believe that. I genuinely believe that, that we are empowered with this faith. And when you are empowered with something, being empowered with something requires action. And so if we are empowered to be connected, if we are empowered by God to be connected to him, not through anything that we have done, See, I, I, which was so wild about the Christian faith is you don't have to do anything. You get an invitation to the party. Not only do you get an invitation to the party, you're a VIP. And so what we do with this empowered faith is now that we are empowered to be connected to God, now, now, with this empowered faith, we can connect to others. We can be there with others. You don't have to be a counselor. You don't have to take everyone's problems onto your shoulders. I know when I'm going through something, I'm having a hard time or whatever it is, someone can tell me that, you know, I'll be in their thoughts and prayers, and I appreciate that. You know, or, or people, will, some people will text me and say, hey, hope you have a good day, hope things are, you know, and I appreciate that, I really do. But it's the, it's the people that are there with me. That's what changes me. That's what changes the way that I think about my life and my problems and the issues I'm facing, the issues I have faced the issues I'm going to face. I can think of a handful of people that if I'm going to face something difficult, I know who I want with me. Maybe, maybe, maybe you can be there for someone. And it takes a little bit of intentionality, but you're empowered for it. God's given you the faith. He's given you the hope. He's given you the love. And when you need more, you got it. It's not a guilt thing. It's not a supposed to. It's not you have to. It's not the way God operates. It's not the way this faith operates. The same way that God chose to be with us, we are empowered to choose. And your choice to be with someone to be there with them in their mess. When things are difficult in their life, your choice to do that transforms the people in your life. I'm telling you it does. The same way that we have been transformed through what God has done, we have that same power, God's power in us. Spoiler alert, another God's era is in us, and that's coming up in a couple of weeks. That same spirit of love, that same spirit of generosity, that same spirit of hope that lives in God, lives in us, that's how we can be empowered to be there with others. That's what I want for you. That's what I hope for you. To be the kind of person that is there, with others when they need to be. If you could, I want you to close your eyes and bow your heads for a moment. I want to pray with you this morning. God, whatever we're, whatever we're facing, whatever we're facing individually or as a family or as a group, whatever's going on in our life, I'm grateful that not only do you know Not only do you care, but you want to be there with us. God, I pray that our our hearts would be soft enough to be there with and for the people in our life. And that we would be receptive when we need someone to be there with us. That we wouldn't need to hide behind shame or guilt or embarrassment that we would let ourselves be loved in the same way that we are empowered to love, that we would let ourselves be cared for in the same way that we are empowered to care. So we thank you for that and we pray that in your name. Amen. Thanks for listening to The Heart Podcast. At The Heart, we like to say, you don't have to go to church here to go to church here. That means you are already part of the community just by listening to the message today. If today's message connected with you, we want to invite you to share it with someone who may benefit from it. We would love to be a part of your journey of faith. Please visit us online at www.theheartchurch/next to see what your next step may be. And if you live near San Marcos, Texas, we would like to invite you to visit us in person this Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Remember to be bold this week and connect with those around you. It's how your relationships grow and how your faith grows.